All right, listeners, got a question for you. Ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight? Yep, that's right. This week, we're taking a look. The Batman movie. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, welcome to the Old Titans. As usual, this is John Paul, and... What are you, man? What are you? I'm B-Man. <coughs> Jesus, that hurts. I'll do that again. I'm not sure that worked for either one of us, did <coughs> ah, I don't know, Christian Bill did that. Ow. That's why he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. So, how are you doing this week? I am doing excellent. How are you doing, John Paul? Doing fair to Midland. Really? Yeah, okay. You, you took excellent. I couldn't take excellent anymore. Well, I mean, you just... I'm doing I guess good. I could have gone with good. Good's but good. good is kind of boring. I thought actually hurts. I'm like, <laughs> serious. I want like a cough drop. So you're no longer excellent, so I'll take excellent. <coughs> that works. You just, you just take good. That works. All right. Well, as usual, let's get right into it with the B-Man question of the week. All right. We lost Adam West last week. Big tragedy. We both loved him. The question is, started off as, who was your Batman and we kind of made it bigger as who is your Batman, who is your Superman, who is your Wonder Woman. The big three. Who are your big three? Who are the big three? The Trinity. Yes. All right. Um, Actors, of course. Yeah, yeah. The first two were, were very simple. For Superman, I'm a George Reeves guy. Okay. Um, that's just... It mainly is more around his Clark Kent. He, I, I, I love the way he portrayed Clark Kent on um, The Adventures of Superman. It, it was not the wimpy, you know... Pretending to be somebody else because I always think of Superman. Clark is who he really is. Superman's the mask, as opposed to Batman being the reverse. Uh, Wonder Woman was also easy. It could change one day after we've seen her enough times on screen, but at this point in time, I've, I've got to go with Linda Carter. She's she will always be Wonder Woman to me at, at a certain point. And if Gal Gadot does a fantastic job and continues to grow into the part, maybe she'll take over that role. I don't know. Batman was a hard one. Batman, I had to had to think about it a little bit. Um, I hate saying it. Um, and the only reason I hate saying it is because we haven't seen him enough in the part. But honestly, of the, of the people who portrayed Batman on screen, all the way back to the serials, all the way up to, um, I guess, Suicide Squad, would have been the last appearance of Batman on screen. Um, I got it with Ben Affleck. He has been the one who came across the most visually acting costume fighting, kind of had the whole package. It, forget about what you think about the movies. If you just cut out and watched the Batman action sequences as just a cool, I'm just going to watch a few Batman action stuff. He he portrayed Batman the best, but we've only seen him a very short amount. you got to so, see him. I agree. you got to see him more. But I like what I've seen from him so far. My voice, my voice still hurts, man. I don't know why. I'm not doing that again. That's okay. all I'm saying. We're not, not going to do that again. No more, I'm B-Man. Yeah, no. I'm, See, I can do that. I don't know. It wasn't that hard. I, maybe I just vocalized it wrong, I'm guessing. Anyways, so, so Superman. Your, your choice. Yeah, okay. yeah, Superman for you. Um, I think I know where you're going to go, but I, I'm well, You do know where I'm going to go. We talked about it before. Uh, Christopher Reeve. Okay, I didn't remember you said that, but I guess that's what you Yeah, saying. I mean, he, I'm, I guess I'm too young. I thought, I've said this for a long time, but I'm too young for the old Superman, the George Reeves one. Yeah, yeah. I watched him back in the day, but reruns on like late night well, TV I mean, and something like that. Technically, I'm too young for it. I didn't see it first run or anything. It's just being eight years older, 
eight and a half years older, I I got to see more of the reruns than you did because right. by the time you came around, Christopher Reeve was already out there in the role. And that's true. Um, Christopher Reeve, I think, looks like Superman should look. Oh, he did. And he had the perfect look. He was the perfect hero. He just, you felt like he really was Superman. And as far as the wimpy Clark Kent thing, I mean, I'm just going to comment one thing here. Okay. And these movies don't, his movies don't hold up. We both agree on that, I think. Yeah. Parts of Superman 2 are fantastic. Right. Parts of Superman 1 are fantastic. And parts of both of them don't hold up. Yeah. It, it's but a the mixture. very end, and it's cheesy, but I love it. The very end of Superman 2, mm-hmm. he walks into the bar, excuse me, sir, you're in my seat. That was awesome, man. I still watch that to this day. Other than that's one of the points where he wasn't Superman. He was Clark Kent. He wasn't Clark either, though. He was not... Who was he, then? Because Superman does not hold a grudge and go pick on somebody like that. He was teaching the guy a lesson. The guy was a bully, yeah. and he teached him to stop being a bully. Yeah, I don't know. I think that is Superman. I, I mean, he, he got a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, but... He didn't hurt the guy badly. He just pushed no, him No, he didn't. Him. You're right. He didn't. So, um, Christopher Reeve... Man, I love Henry Cavill's Superman. Um, visually I like, fantastic. Visually fantastic, and he's been great all the way through. I didn't like Batman v Superman, and I, you know, that I hated that movie. Man of Steel, I thought was pretty good, and let, they got the Clancy wrong, but he was perfect. He was absolutely perfect. He might, but it's just Christopher Reeve was always my Superman. Yeah. Love the guy. Um, may he rest in peace. Amazing guy. Um, I agree with you, Wonder Woman. You know, there's, there's, there's fewer to choose from on that well, one. Say. I mean, yeah, this Gal Gadot who was amazing. Yeah, she was, but I've only seen her twice. Right, um, one full movie and one little bit of one. But what I've seen her in both movies, she was amazing. Yeah, the problem with this is Linda Carter was very similar to my Carrie Fisher Princess Leia back in the day. Right. I had this hugest crush on her. You know, how could and, you not? Yeah, yeah. And she's and she's still beautiful. Yeah, and I, she could be what sixties now. She has to yeah, yeah, sorry. And she's still phenomenal looking. Um, so, I, I just it's going to be hard to replace her. The yeah. TV show doesn't hold up as movies. I think it's going to be amazing for a while. I think Wonder Woman is one of the greatest superhero movies. If, if you watch the first season of the TV show, right. much like the Adam West Batman stuff, because it is set in World War II as a period piece, right. it holds up better because it's it's not as campy as Adam West Batman, but. You suspend your trying to believe all this stuff is real. Right. It, it's a special setting. Season one holds up. Season two forward didn't hold up as well. And that's true. Uh, Batman, we disagree. I hey. love Ben Affleck's Batman so far. Hey. Um, but small screen and big screen, Kevin Conroy. You know, Red Terror said him last week. I totally agree with her. For once in my entire life, I agree with Red Terror. Kevin Conroy, I mean, when I read the comic books, I hear his voice in my head. When he okay. talks. Okay. I was not considering the voice actor. Okay. Yeah. I, I should have. You're right. If I, can I change my answer? You can change your answer. I'm going to agree with the B-Man. That, that, there you, we go. You always should agree with the B-Man. B-Man's always right. Yeah. Well, but for this guy, this time, yeah. Kevin Conroy is, is, he is Batman. You're right. When I'm reading the comics, anything, that's the voice I hear. Although, one of the best lines ever, and I still hear it, Adam West on Big Bang Theory saying, you know, when I walked into a room, I didn't have to tell anybody I was Batman. They knew I was Batman. <laughs> I love Very that. true. Very true. So, this is my answer. Yeah, and I, and I think I've said before, I, what I would do if I was directing any of these movies, well, yeah, if you're doing a Batman movie, you're going to have to have him appear as both Bruce and right. Batman. Probably. Depending on the story, but probably. But, honestly, if you're doing Justice League or any of those things... Just have him in costume the entire time. 
pick an actor who physically can fill out the costume and do the acrobatic stuff and all the rest and get Kevin Conroy just do the voiceover like James Earl Jones for it Darth great. Vader. Yeah, it's that would be it'd be accepted immediately. A random question for you. How long did the Batman series go on for? The original Adam West? Oh, uh, three, four yeah. seasons, something like that. Right. And a, and a movie as well. Yeah. Why was he never cast in any of the movies, even as a very small role? Mayor or something. Good question. Um, I mean, to it now, I, I, think, I think the biggest reason is by the time they got around to doing the one we're going to talk about in a few minutes, the Michael Keaton one, there was an effort by Burton and DC and everybody to try to change the opinion of Batman because the general public, outside of the comic book audience, the general public still thought of pow, biff, bang, zap. Which is fine, but... And they wanted to get away from that. They wanted to make it serious, like he was in the comics. Fast forward to the Bale ones 20 years later after that. I mean, okay, we At this made... point, you could do it. Yeah. yeah, and you should have done it, I think. Absolutely should have. Okay. Um, in fact, that's, that's one place, no matter what we our opinions are on the movies as a whole, we've definitely agreed that they got the Kents wrong in the Man of Steel and Superman right. vs. Batman. But I think Zack Snyder screwed up one other way. Instead of casting Negan for Bruce Wayne's father, that would have been a great place to have Adam West. It would have been. I mean, you got what? 10, 15 seconds of screen time? The thing is, if they do like a Flashpoint type story, Negan would be perfect for or Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's true. And Adam West couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. And no. I'm hoping one day they, they do that. Yeah, but that would have been, that would have been a, a really cool moment to it have had, been, yeah. had him in that role. It would have been. I agree. But um, All right. So let's move on or to... Alfred. What about Alfred? He'd have a good Alfred. Do you think he'd have a cool Alfred? No? No. I, Alfred needs to be more subtle than Adam West. Okay. Adam West did an incredible job, but he's never subtle. That's I, true. Alfred needs to have that... He's very William Shatner-ish. Yeah, I won't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect comparison. You, you don't picture William Shatner taking a back seat to anybody. No, that's true. All right, so under the news, we got a few items this week. Um, I know there's a couple of them even you brought up. Do you, is there one that you wanted to mention first? Nope. Nope. Go ahead. All right, <laughs> so I'm just going to get right on into it. Um, Chris Miller and Phil Lord are no longer directing the Han Solo movie. They have stepped away from that due to creative differences. They were fired. Well, that's how it usually I mean, goes. I think they came out later on and said they butted heads with Kathleen Kennedy, which is not a smart move to do with right. the film, right. and they, they were fired. However, before that happened, they were meeting with um, DC and Warner Brothers and are in discussions, supposedly, to um, possibly step into the role of filming The Flash. Which tells me this is probably in the works sometime. I'm guessing this was. It, it sounds like it Because was. the next piece of the, the news, I'm guessing, is they have a new director. Uh, they do have a new director. Which is? Yes. Um, little Ronnie Howard. Uh, I still think of his little bitty music man um, kid. Missing his front teeth with a lisp and singing badly on the wow. streets. Um, Not even Happy Days, huh? I, I don't think of Happy Days first. I think of Music Man. But Ron Howard, yes. Ron he's Howard Richie is... Richie Cunningham. Yeah, he's Richie Cunningham. He's o- little Opie. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, I think they won with that one. That was probably a good direction for them. It, it could be a very good... He's, I mean, he's a great director. No yeah. matter what ends up happening, they picked a good director. Right. Um, and he's going to have more, <coughs> excuse me, more say than, say, Joss Whedon stepping in for Zack Snyder. Because everything's getting ready to start instead of being almost done. Although, so. again, two Star Wars movies in a row where Rogue One, we both agreed one of the best ones. But again, that was plagued by reshoots. Lots of them. Yeah. This one comes out there and all of a sudden you have, you know, ready to start filming and the directors get fired. 
Which, I mean, again, that always happens. Yeah. I mean, directors always leave when that they announced Edgar Wright, Man Man. Yeah. This isn't unusual. It's just, it seemed it happened really late in the... Hey, Joss Whedon and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which is a good thing, based on the script that hit the internet. But, um, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of worried about Lucasfilm a little bit. I like The Force Awakens. Yeah. And there was a rehash of New Hope. Um, I loved Rogue One was great but again there's there's been since Disney purchased it there's there's been a lot of backstage fighting yeah Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next couple of movies one thing I do hope happens with the Ron Howard decision since that's kind of last minute I hope it delays it a little bit um, because what they it seems like they had mapped out okay we're the second or third or whatever it is week of December that's Star Wars week every year yeah and now it's May 2018 right yeah yeah they did Episode 8, or sorry, Episode 7, then Rogue One, then Episode 8 is coming this year. Mm-hmm. Everybody assumed they would just alternate. You know, an official episode, followed by a standalone. Back and forth. Perfect. I agree. And if for some reason, Han Solo, they're doing in May. Yeah. Uh, why? But anyway. And then uh, the last part of the series is also May, isn't it? I don't know. I believe they said that. I could be wrong. But, and then of course that one, they might have some things they have to fix because of Carrie Fisher dying. Yeah. That might delay things a little bit. Um, other news. Fantastic Four might be getting... This is my... It's a rumor right now, but might be getting another reboot. A kid-friendly reboot. Yay. I don't know what kid-friendly means. Does that mean they replaced Human Torch with a robot? Herbie? Uh, yeah. yeah. Could, it could happen. Could be. Um, I don't know. Although, it'd be great if they if they could reboot it and do it similar to what they did with Spider-Man. Bring it into the Marvel Universe. And if they got the same rights to use those characters in the Marvel Universe and have them cross over and such, if you could get a Peter Parker and Johnny Storm crossover scene somewhere, that'd be great. Because those characters would just work really well together. All I'm saying right now is, at this point, if they don't do what they're doing with Spider-Man, if they go on Fox-only type thing, which I have feeling that Eagles will do it. Yeah. If this bombs... Give it up. <laughs> you have to. I mean, I'm sorry. They, got to. they tried it years and years ago... They made it to movies. They tried the Chris Evans one at a sequel to it. Yeah. But either one was good. Not good, but better than... But better the than most the most recent, recent one, yeah. which was horrible. Yeah. I mean, at this point, when it comes out, even if it's getting great, I get it like I did one woman. It has to be amazing for me to see it. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I have no faith whatsoever. Which is kind of sad for the... For the characters in the book that kicked off the whole kind of modern modern Marvel universe. Yeah, the first family. Yeah, they, they can't get it right. Yeah. But at the same time, for me, Fantastic Four is always a boring book. I never enjoyed it. Even like John Byrne's era, I've never enjoyed Fantastic Four, the comic. I, I've, they've had some good stories, but overall, I could agree with you that they, just, they are boring. Yeah. You know, Reed Richards is a very boring character to me. Now, they work great when it's a large crossover. And they're providing certain kinds of support, read with the scientific support, yeah, and other people doing their their bit. I mean, they they work great as a as a mixed with everybody else team. So, who knows? Maybe the next Avengers movie they can. Um, no, I think find right now you just gotta let them go for a little bit, and maybe twenty years try to try it again with Marvel. Yeah, that's what I say. Could be, could be. Although, and of course, when I say the next Avengers movie, I don't mean the next one that's coming out, but the the next one that the film after that. A great post-credit scene. You know, somebody manages to open up the negative zone, and suddenly the Fantastic Four burst free into the Marvel universe. Like, we've been trapped. Yeah, 
thank you for letting us go. I mean, kind of having a subtext there, you know, and bringing them in trapped for some time elsewhere. That could be kind of a cool transition. That could be cool. But we'll see. We'll see how they go. Um, Probably the most exciting news, in a way, is the uh, Watchmen reboot. Yes. Watchmen's coming to HBO. And this is funny, because that morning, or that lunchtime, before it's even announced, you and I were talking about the Watchmen movie. And Fantastic Four. Yeah, right. Actually, we... Profits. Yeah, there we go. I'm, I'm on fire the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. But not the Rob Liefeld profit or anything. No, no, no. Okay. We don't okay. acknowledge that one. Okay. Um, we both agreed that the movie was good, but the movie, again, dragged, it really dragged a lot. Yeah, it, he had too many scenes where, okay, we get it, move on, move on. And at the same point, he wants to keep it as realistic to the comics as possible. And he did a fair yeah. job of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely did. It's absolutely. just the, the problem is, you know, that it's not meant for a three-hour movie. So do you think they'll do it like as a one season, ten episode, and that's the whole story? I don't know. And I hope I think, they do. They I should. I think they could do that. They should do it that way. Right. Or wasn't the story like 12, I believe 12 issues? It's 12 issues. Yeah, they could do one episode per issue. Yeah. That would be perfect. Now, in The Watchmen, the, the guy, there's always a part where this kid's reading his comic book. Yep, which they did as an animated bit separate that was not in the movie, but you could watch separate, and then they came up with a definitive did they edition. they really? They had it all together. I never yeah. saw that, actually. Yeah, that's... Um, I hope they kind of acknowledge the comic book reading in the movie. Yeah, that would be... Especially if you're doing 12 episodes. I would do 12 episodes and put call it, it quits. Put it where it's supposed to be. I don't want to do any prequels. That DC supposedly working on prequels for this. Yeah. Don't want to do any of that stuff. Just tell the story the way it was told in the movies. Or in the comic book, graphic novel, whatever. And go from there. It, this is meant... If you're going to bring this to you know live, live action, it's meant for a miniseries. It's not yeah. meant for a long movie. So it'd be interesting to see. Now, if they could just get Alan Moore to come back to... He won't do it. There's right, the no script. way he would. Oh, do he, no, he never will. No. Um, yeah, but it, yeah. actually, there's one way he would. One one possible way. If he goes bank job, needs money. No, if if every well, you never know. But I don't think he, he would do that. I think he'd just live in the woods on acorns and such. Probably. And be a wild man that he looks like. <laughs> he is a very odd yeah. man. No, if everybody who has any decision making power at Warner Brothers and at DC both completely go away, all at once, they're gone. Everybody's replaced. And a whole new crew comes in, and one of their first acts is to approach Alan Moore, apologizing on behalf of Warner Brothers DC Comics for everything that was ever done from his point of view to him, or to his work and all the rest, and asking if he is willing to meet them halfway and come back and show a new era of DC, a new era of cooperation. He's up there in age too, though. Yes, yeah, that'll never happen. And he was never really saying, all there to begin with. I'm saying with. that's that's an imaginary situation. That if something like that happened, maybe he would. Yeah, maybe. Because he he really started a whole revival of stuff at DC. Oh, I mean, he absolutely did. Even the side stories, V Vendetta, my favorite movies. Yeah. Slash graphic novels ever. Um, the whole British invasion. Oh yeah. Um, into the into DC Marvel and any American comics began with him on Swamp Thing. That's true. So. so. So we'll see how Watchmen goes. Take back Grant Morrison, please. Don't want it anymore. <laughs> this is true. That's one they can keep. Um, very last news piece. Two more weeks till Spider-Man Homecoming comes out in the theaters. Yep. So Looks great. Probably two weeks from today before the kind of preview night. Um, I was not excited about it. Not even interested. Because no, Mr. DC? Well, you know. But um, I love Spider-Man. He's, he's a character I love as much as any other. Some of my favorite comics I have at home are my Superman and Spider-Man team-ups. I mean, how, how would, yeah, you needed a DC part in it. You couldn't just do like Maximum Carnage or like 
How about Craven's Last Hunt? That was a great one. There we go. That's one of my favorite Spidey stories ever. A week ending, I thought. Um, one of the very first comics I ever had autographed. In fact, it might be the very first comic I ever had autographed. was Peter David's first Spider-Man issue. Hey, you don't have that anymore. I stole it from you years ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in the house now. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Good to know. Um, but So I love Spidey. Right. I've seen a few of the little featurettes they've done recently. I'm actually getting interested. I'm, I'm, I'm now hopeful. So we're going to be seeing that. But along those lines, there's a bunch of Spider-Man news that's come out. Um, one this week in the um, comic shops is Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, a comic I loved. Back in the day when you had Amazing Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, and Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. Those were your three main Spidey books. Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man was always my favorite. For whatever reason, that, really? was, the, that was the book that I liked the best. Oh, amazing to always to me. Amazing. Yeah, I mean... It, there were storylines in each, but right. that, for whatever reason, those are the stories I like best. The writer on this one, I forgot to look up his name, the writer on this one, that was also his favorite book, and that's the reason he's calling the book that, and he's trying to call back to that. It's supposed to be a more fun, spidey adventure. It even opens, or I don't know if it's in the first couple of pages, but in the first book, with Johnny Storm and Peter Parker having a lunch together, like on a rooftop or something. So... It's a callback to those early days of Spider-Man. So the question is, is he the main Spider-Man again in the Marvel Universe, do you know, or is it still Miles? Um, he is a Spider-Man. I would say he's the main Spider-Man, much the way Barry Allen is the main Flash, even though you have Wally West, who's also the Flash. Right. You have Jay Garrick, who's also the Flash. They all have the name, but Barry Allen is still the main one. There's multiple people who have the name Spider-Man, but Peter Parker... Will always be the main, okay. always the main one. But they've announced a bunch of spinoffs that they're definitely doing or they're considering doing. I think they might be going too far. But we got Venom, we got Black Cat and Silver Sable. Uh, those are the ones that are definite. And then we have Craven, Carnage, and Mysterio. Not a movie starring Craven, Carnage, and Mysterio, but individual spinoff movies. You could do a decent Craven one. Oh yeah, you could. But do you really want a Mysterio movie? No. Does anybody anywhere in the world really want a Mysterio movie? We have other a friend, than actually. Yeah, he, he, would like, he would like that Mysterio movie. I just think it would be better to have a Spider-Man movie where he fights Mysterio. I agree. That would be better. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think Craven could do it. Even Venom, you need Spider-Man with Venom to tell a real Venom story. I don't see how you could do Venom without Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. The only way I could see you could do Mysterio without him, if you mixed him and Craven together and kind of a takeoff of Craven's Last Hunt... But have Spider-Man, at the very beginning, is dead. You know, dead and buried. And Craven is now taking on the role of Spider-Man to show that he could be a better Spider-Man. Very much like the whole Ultimate or whatever the Doc Ock period of Spider-Man was here recently. Mm -hmm. um, do that, and during that time period, have Craven in the Spider-Man costume fighting Mysterio. That could work. I mean, it's not the Craven's Last Hunt story, but you could do something like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'd still say avoid it. Yeah. That's the end of the news, unless you got something else that you wanted to bring up. That was it. Actually, All right. that was a good job, John Paul. You actually mentioned Marvel there. I'm very proud of you. A bunch of Marvel. I, you did. Man, I love Spider-Man. Spider I know you did, but again, you're very DC-oriented in your mind, and the fact yeah. that Spider-Man doesn't look that good. It looks great. It looks great. We're going to find out in two weeks. We will. Um, all right. So our main topic for the week, as I kind of alluded to or came right out and said, at the very top of the, I'll say top of the hour, top of the half hour, top of the whatever... Top of the morning to you. All right, I had to, had to get that out. I'm glad. Um, Batman. Came out in the 80s. It was there to revitalize, reinvigorate, 
reintroduce the character of Batman to the general public. Timothy, um, Tim Burton directing, Michael Keaton starring, Jack Nicholson co-starring. Um, we want to see in a new segment that we were calling, Does It Hold Up? I kind of like that actually there. Do you? Yeah. Does it hold up? No, no, we, we got up? it the first time. No, yeah, I'll have straight. to come up with some special effects for that. You probably shouldn't. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Um, all right, so our very first Does It Hold Up segment is the Batman. One easy answer for you. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> it does not. Um, as, as a whole, you're right. As a whole, it doesn't hold up. When I was, in, and this actually killed me the one of the most is, out of all the superheroes, yeah, I'm a Marvel guy, but Batman's my favorite. Always been my favorite. And this movie, when it first came out, I was a teenager, I think. When it came out, it was 90, was it 89, 90 in the area, I believe? Uh, Batman? Yeah. It was 87. 87? Yeah. This is the, um, I believe it's 87. 87, 88? I don't know. Continue with your thought. Well, I'll well, look it up. When I was, I guess, a kid then, or early yeah. teenager, right. it was my favorite movie. I loved it. Couldn't get, I, I bought it on VHS as soon as it came out, watched that tape to it went bad, literally. Oh, yeah. Which, we- like... Three showings of VHS, probably. And we then all, had to go buy it again. We all loved it at the time. There's yeah. no question. We all loved it at the time. Um, watching right now again. 89. 89. You were right the first right. one, yeah. Well, again, I'm usually right. So that's cool. So um, it, it, I watched it again just recently, Dick, for the segment we were doing. And uh, first of all, I was bored beyond belief. <laughs> it really was boring at times. Second of all, the characters are all completely wrong to me. Now, there was one great thing that this movie did okay that they did change we talked about this way before the show the audience perception of batman yeah because the only thing he had at least from i know the comic book audience is one thing yeah the comic book artist was, was already thinking he's a dark dark knight returns yeah. batman year one all that's right in in the comic book audience but for the regular people the adam west people it's pow biff boom whatever yeah and it was cheesy yeah they made Batman dark and cool. Yeah. Because regardless of what you think of Michael Keaton, what you think of anything else happened in the movie, Batman was very dark. I think that was the main goal, outside of making money. I think that was the main goal. And that, they succeeded. They succeeded in that. And they helped change Batman in the cinematic yeah. universe permanently. So they did what we needed them to do. Right. And they did a handful of good things in there. Okay. Um, the music. It gave us, oh. Danny, gave, gave us Danny Elfman. Great music, yes. Which, I mean... If we had not had that movie with Danny Elfman doing that, we wouldn't have had the score to the animated series. In fact, we never would have had the animated Batman movie or animated series. That's right. That spawned from that. Yeah, that spawned out of or out of the popularity of that. Right. So we got the animated series, but the music also Danny Elfman, and coming up here pretty soon with Justice League, he's doing the soundtrack to that. Which, if you go out to YouTube and watch some of the fan edits, they took. Um, Change to find two or three different versions, but they've taken the Danny Elfman Batman music and overlaid it on the Justice League trailer. It works really, really well. It does give it more of a majestic feel to it than the Junkie XL or whatever yeah. was doing it before. Um, but so, so Danny Elfman stuff. Now, not every music piece in there was great. Nothing against Prince. Not that I'm a big fan of Prince, but nothing against him. Talented artist. The Prince stuff in Batman should never have happened. That was horrible. That scene in in the museum, oh, just no. Worst worst scene in the entire movie for me. Um, Other stuff they did right. Um, Michael Goff as Alfred. I thought Alfred was fantastic in there. I don't know if you felt as well about him. No, I like, he's probably the best Alfred actually in today. Um, But he, he he did great. They brought in Bob Kane. 
I actually didn't realize that was Bob Kane until you told me it was Bob Kane. Yeah, so in in the newsroom, um, when the reporter comes in, who's been, you know, everybody's making fun of him for talking about um, the Batman, nobody believes the whole Batman story or anything else, and people are saying, hey, do this, do that. Bob Kane is sitting there and has drawn a picture of, you know, the man bat. Man bat, really. Yeah. But down in the bottom corner is signed with Bob Kane's signature, and it's Bob Kane. I just totally missed that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those cool things. So that's, you know, kind of like including Stan Lee in movies. That's kind of a cool Yeah, unfortunately, cool that's done too. So that's, that's one of the good things. Jack Palance was good. But Jack Palance is Jack Palance in everything he does. He was the mob boss before Nicholson yeah. takes over. But again, he plays one role. He plays one role. He did it well. He was a caricature, but he was good. But Nicholson, Nicholson, I thought, was a great joker. Was he the perfect Joker? No, but he was a great Joker, especially for getting across that very crazed Joker personality. So then let me ask you from the opening question, is he your Joker? No. Mark Hamill? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. You've already put the animated voices into my head now, yeah. so... Okay. Um, yeah, Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker. Now, visually, um, I'm not sure who I'd say visually. Might have to go Cesar Romero visually. No. I don't think any of them did it visually right. I would probably say Nicholson was the closest to visually right. Oh, he got, yeah, the costuming and all was, was yeah. great. Um, I don't know. But there's so many different versions of the Joker that exist, even in the comics, that it's hard to get the Joker completely wrong. Um, you can have ones you like better than others. But, I mean, if you look at, you know, Romero, um, Nicholson... Um, go to the Dark Knight, the best, I mean, you've said yourself, it's your favorite, well, one of your top favorite Ledger. superhero movies, you know, you got Ledger in that. Think about how different all three of those Jokers are. And Jared Leto. And now the Jared Leto one, which I know I wouldn't mention because you didn't care for that one, but, but still, there's four very distinct different ones that none of them were bad. People have just different opinions of them for their own, what they like. So Jack Nicholson was great, but yeah, the city looked fake. That was one thing I noticed right off. At the very beginning of the movie, the city looked so fake when you're panning it, when it, you're down on the street level. It was a very gothic-type city. Yeah, but... But it's Gotham. It's Gotham, but it looked like you were on a cardboard set in a lot of scenes. That's just Tim Burton's vision. Yeah, I know. He's very like that. And that's that's the problem. But the people look fake. It was like, similar to Edward Scissorhands, for yeah, example. The, the first two guys who Batman fights, you know, they, they mug the family in the alley, and then they're sitting there counting their money when Batman shows up. Their makeup jobs and everything else on them, they look like cartoon characters. And I think that's what it was. I think Tim Burton was trying to write a line between the old cartoon and the new, more realistic, and he kind of blended it. But the cartoony stuff does not hold up at all. I, I think that's his artistic ability. Yeah. Just look a lot of his movies, like Zelda Moose's yeah. Hands, uh, Charlie and Toxic Factory, he just does these over the top. Yeah. There's no way this really works in the real world type right. settings. Um. Do you remember Batman's first appearance in the movie, though? It was the Muggers, wasn't it? No. That's what I thought, too. I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that was his first appearance. Before that, when they mugged the family in the alley, you cut to a high shot above the city, and you're seeing the top of a building, and there's an animated Batman that is looking over the side, sees it happens, and turns, and his cape swoops around behind him, and he walks off. Huh. It is so fake-looking animated yeah, I mean, it, this is like from the 1940s serials. If, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but there was a, there was one of those serials where for Superman to fly, they'd have the actor run like behind a boulder and then take off flying. 
And as he was behind a boulder, they would switch to animating, animating Superman flying. That way they didn't have to do the special effect. Hey, for 1940, that works. That's, that's fine, but that it just looks so bad. Okay. So his first appearance was all the fighting, very stiff. Um, well, he couldn't move in the classroom. He could move, yeah. A lot of what... Even Christian Bale had some problems with that in the first movie. Couldn't move his head. They they referenced that in the second movie. Oh, you want to be able to move your head. You turn your head. And that was some reason for some of the changes for The Dark yeah. Knight. Um, cinematography was just bad everywhere. It, it, it's amazing this movie did as well as it did. Vicki Vale, she's so... She's not a bad actress, but she was so bad in that role and was never convincing. And the fact when they kind of brought him to the Batcave yeah. was like, there's no way that would have happened to Batman. That, that was the worst. That was the only thing bad about Alfred in that whole movie was, yeah. was that scene. Um, One thing I'll say is, yeah. I don't know it was the worst part. When Batman runs, he turns. He turns his entire body. I like, no, couldn't turn his head. Mm-hmm. Turned his entire body to look somewhere in. Then turned his entire body to look another way. I'm like, this just looks terrible. It did. it did. It's almost like a video game in a way, like from the 1980s. No. He did do one thing, um, Tim, Tim Burton did do one thing with Michael Keaton where he did it better than Zack Snyder. As I was watching, I noticed he had several spots where he wanted to do that on-screen kind of painting thing that I've talked about that Zack Snyder likes to do, where he wants to have the characters and the scenery all posed, you know, capes flapping or whatever, but posed with dramatic music for a moment. Mm-hmm. And it always seems to drag in Zack Snyder's movie. Tim Burton did that in this movie, but they never drug. He... He gave you the image, and then he moved on really quickly. He had several spots where Batman on top of a building with a lightning flash or other things like that. But it was so quick, you got the image, and you moved on. If Tim Burton um, could teach Zack Snyder that, you might have a good combination there. Possibly. I don't know. But I will say, my favorite part of the entire movie, outside of Danny Elfman's music, favorite thing, which I'd completely forgotten about, but it's become, just, it's become part of Batman canon. This is the way it is now. The grappling gun to throw the, the batarang. Yeah. That had never existed before. Oh, really? That's the first In thing? the comics, he always just threw the batarang and hooked it over something and went swinging. In that movie, he tried to, you know, Tim Burton tried to explain how he could do that. So he has a little grappling gun, shoots, the bat line goes up, hooks on something, and now he swings. Animated series used it a bunch, and the comics have used it ever since. Never even knew that. Thank you for that. Yeah, so that, to me, that's, that's the one thing outside of just giving the general public a more, a more accurate, not a completely accurate, but a more accurate picture of Batman. The best thing he did was um, the grappling gun. Okay. Just my opinion. And there, there are positives. And I like the car. Opinion of the car. The car was okay. Um, it looked so, a little too long. It was too long. But again, that's the burden stop. One of my favorites. The original. At least you didn't have bat nipples. Yes, no bat nipples. You know, that didn't come along until Schumacher. And the all-black outfit opinions? Um, I didn't mind the all-black. I mean, I kind of prefer the gray-black combinations. Gray and black I prefer, but at the time it was gray and blue, light blue in the comics. The blue was always, what the, always the way I looked at the blue was it was a way of highlighting and shading because they didn't have as good of technology for doing the color variations at the time. Right. So the blue was really supposed to be the black where the light was hitting it from certain angles. Yeah, I, that's just the way I interpreted it. Whatever the case is, okay. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just the way my mind processes things. There was a lot of characters here back in the day. A lot of characters had blue hair. They drive me crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. Unless they're anime, and then you know, 
Doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, any, what was your favorite part of it? Favorite part? That's the thing is, I don't really have a specific favorite part of that movie. Yeah. And that's what kind of struck me odd, is that nothing really caught me. Like, oh, this is amazing, this is amazing. Nothing. Nothing. The entire movie, nothing caught me. I had a lot of problems with it. The whole thing of how, you know, um, first of all, the Joker too much of an origin. Hated that. Too much Joker yeah. origin. Yeah. He's Jack Napier, who gets fallen to... No, no. I don't care what his real name is. Yeah. And how pretty much he's the one that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. As a kid, I liked that, I think. As an adult, I'm like, no. I didn't like that at the time, but that's more of me being the purist from the comics. But I understand, from a Hollywood standpoint, they like tying things up into a nice, pretty package, and it worked. And they made Joker kind of hormones too much with his love for this girl and love for that girl. That wasn't really Joker. Joker I always kind of pitches asexual type guy. Doesn't really care. He's just crazy. What about Harley? Even Harley, it's it's an abusive relationship. Well, that's true. It is an abusive one. There's no so question. So this was a lot different. Yeah. Um, you know, it was meeting. We met Bruce Wayne and um, yeah. Vicky Vale's Vicky partner. Vale. Yeah. And I forgot about this. kind of bothered me. First of all, Joker should know what Bruce Wayne is. Oh, yeah. You should walk in the place. Everybody knows who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell me that, you know, he's the richest man in Gotham. He was a big hit man for this mafia. He yeah, must he know who Bruce he Wayne is. Yeah. He had no idea who Bruce Wayne was. That's because he didn't, that's because Michael Keaton doesn't look like Bruce Wayne. That's what threw him off. Is that what it was? Yeah, that was it. Okay, was it. well, I'm, I'm glad. So, again, <laughs> a lot, I had a lot that bothered me. And, again, I'm watching this now. I kind of wish I didn't watch it this time. I really just wish I put it on the shelf. Yeah. Loved it. Um... I regret watching it. Well, Nicholson, um, to me, it's it's worth watching the movie if you can cut out the museum scene with the Prince music. It's worth watching for Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker. But, but even that, did that really strike you as oh, this is so amazing? Um, no, because I already went into the movie knowing Nicholson was amazing. But he did a great job. He was good. I don't deny that. I thought Michael Keaton was decent for what he was given. And I love Michael Keaton as an actor. I just never liked him in that role. But at the time, this, this is one thing. When the movie was coming out, and when it first came out, I loved it, I think, more because of what it did for Batman than for what the movie was, even then. I thought Michael Keaton, what he was given, did a pretty amazing job. Well, okay, yeah, of what he was given, yeah. And I, I liked that as Bruce I thought he was a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, and right now, it kind of, kind of bothered me because I can't remember the reporter's name. It was Vicky Vio, and uh, what was her partner's name? Oh, yeah, and I, and I literally just wow. watched it last night, and I cannot remember his name I either. I just watched it recently. I want to call him Arliss. It wasn't Arliss. No, what the heck was no. his name? Uh, but he's he's an actor who, he's better in a comedy, or he's better in certain roles. He was fantastic in Good Morning Vietnam. Um, he was great in that. But that was that was not the right kind of movie for him. And the fight scenes were terrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't want Batman checking from the shadows, taking people out from the shadows. Some martial arts involved. None of that. Yeah. I think my favorite one of all of them, and this is too visual, I can't get this across to even probably to B-Man who's sitting here, but during the big um, Ajax uh, chemical factory scene where Batman's in there fighting before Napier falls into the vat, he's taking the bad guys out one at a time. At one point, he's hiding behind a column, so when the bad guy runs by, he can do the step out and, you know, the fist backwards into the face, which looks... Really cool and all that kind of stuff on screen, or at least did in the eighties. Um, <laughs> yeah, one, one of those kind of scenes. However, when you look at it, his costume is so bulky, and the way they wanted to film the scene, half of him is not hidden by the column. 
half of him is very visible to the bad guy who's running forward. Yeah, but the bad guy was The bad guy was panicked. not looking behind him. He, he was, was looking straight ahead. He was panicked. He was panicked, but I'm panicked. i got to get out of here. I need to avoid everybody. I'm going to just ignore the fact I see somebody in front of me. What's the big black shadow? Was it, I don't know. I don't know. It just did. Yeah, the fight scenes were just bad. Uh, Commissioner Gordon? No. Yeah, just no Commissioner Gordon. That didn't work. Um, and when they let Joker go the first time and he kills um, the detective. Whatever. Yeah. Like, that was so cheesy. Like, they're going to sit there and let this happen? you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I've had a lot of problems watching it recently. And I'm not going to watch Batman Returns. I was going to watch Batman Returns right after. I'm yeah. not going to do that now. I'm like, you know what? I still like that movie. If, if you can watch Batman Returns and only see the Michelle Pfeiffer scenes, then it's okay. Um, as in the Catwoman part of it. And that's not because I like Michelle Pfeiffer, which I do, but it's because the Catwoman part of that story was good. The Penguin part of the story was what was terrible. And I love Danny DeVito. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. But you got to cut all the Penguin stuff out of that movie. Um, but, yeah, it, it's probably better to leave those movies in the past. If you want to go watch Batman from the past, watch the animated series. Yes. And you'll be happier. Master of the Phantasm. Yep. That's, I, that's coming later this year um, to Blu-ray, HD treatment and everything. That's good. So one last little bit of news to end our main segment there. Look okay. at that. Look how I slipped the news and stuff back in. It's like I'm creative and such so on. That was amazing, yes. Yeah, I don't have the words for this kind of no, wordplay that's here. You did good. Okay. So, with our last few minutes, what is our B-Man question of the week for next time? Well, Independence Day is coming up in a couple weeks. July 4th, big American holiday. We're American. Yay. Yay. Um, what is the, your go-to Independence Day movie? July 4th movie. All right. So that'll be the question next time. Yes. What is our go-to July like, 4th movie? What movie do you make sure you think of July 4th? All right. I already have an answer in mind, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, and you don't know because I've changed my mind since you gave me a preview of this question earlier. I've okay. Already ch- I've already changed. So it's going to be a secret until I say it next time. I don't really And care. then you're going to make fun of me. I'm sure I will. All right. So for the not yet made fun of John Paul. B-Man. We are out of here.